Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast. My name is Zahida Mohammadi and I am an emotional mastery and business mentor, boundaries expert, mum to two very special souls and the founder of the Live Inspired Academy. If you are looking to upgrade your relationships, your business and your life and yourself, then this is the place for you. Nothing fires me up more than helping people overcome their limits, discover their gifts, reconnect to their authenticity, their natural fitra, the unique way that they connect to others and their creator so that they can bring those gifts into the world and live with purpose and passion. And that is what this podcast is all about. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspiration to help you connect to all the possibility and potential that exists within you. Here, you'll find all the tools, resources, strategies, and teachings that you need on your self-development journey. Thank you for choosing to be here. Let's get inspired. How do you keep the spark alive, the chemistry alive? the attraction alive after 16 years of marriage. Well, this is what I am sharing with you in today's podcast episode. This is real, real life stuff. I'm not holding back anything. If you want to know how to practically ensure that your relationship has what it needs to endure the ups and downs and the challenges of life, and not just endure that, but you actually want to have a fulfilling marriage, a deep connection, delicious intimacy, then this episode is for you. Alhamdulillah, this year, my husband and I celebrated 16 years of marriage. That's 16 years of challenges, 16 years of ups and downs. Um, 12 going on 13 years of being parents, seeing each other through literally through sickness and health, having to endure chronic illnesses, having to endure me almost dying a few times, having to endure financial strains, having to endure family issues, family politics, having to endure doubts and insecurities and fears. These are just some of the things that we have been through, through the course of our marriage. And Alhamdulillah, I am so grateful to be able to say that at this point, um, there's so many things that we have worked through, but we now have such deep, solid connection and intimacy. That's not to say that we still don't have challenges. Challenges are part of life. But there's a foundation that's been built up that allows us to endure that. There's mutual respect. There's trust. And alhamdulillah, I want the same for you as well. So I am sharing with you some of the practices that have allowed us to get to this point. Now, obviously, there's no perfection in anything. Like I say, we still have conflict. We still have um, challenges. But the difference is we know how to navigate it. I often feel like in our society, new love is exciting. New relationships are exciting. And we kind of have this idea that, you know, once you've been married for a certain time, then you just kind of have to put up with each other and things kind of just get stale and old. And that does happen for a lot of people. However, it does not have to be that way for you. No matter what space you are in in your marriage, it's absolutely possible to turn it around. Of course, it takes both people wanting to turn it around. But at the same time, they are so many things you can do that you might not be aware of. So 
what are, what is the biggest practice? If I have to take one thing that I feel like has made a massive difference in allowing us to be more connected, have better intimacy, still have that chemistry and that spark in our marriage, I would say it comes down to this one practice. And from this one practice, there are various other things that I'm going to chat about. But the one practice is play, playing. Now, you might say, Zaida, what are you talking about? We're not children. What is this idea of play? When I'm talking about play, I am talking about my husband and I playing with each other, being playful in how we speak to each other, being, you know, making jokes, playfully roasting each other in ways that are not demeaning, but kind of play on our sense of humor, right? Um, Make jokes, uh, talk about things, laugh about things, take time to be silly with each other. There is a playfulness, a playful energy about things, alhamdulillah, that both of us really respond to. This also translates to how we live our lives. So we both have our own interests. We both know the things that make us happy, the things that nurture us, the things that fill up our cups. And we take the time, we create the time, we invest the time to do those things so that we can be more grounded in ourselves, that we can feel more fulfilled in ourselves. And then we bring that into the relationship instead of expecting each other to fulfill that cup all the time. Now, some of these playful things that we do, we might do on our own. Some of them we might do together. We really enjoy taking walks together and runs together, but he has certain interests that he enjoys on his own. And there are certain things that I enjoy on my own that don't necessarily resonate with him. We both ensure and we take responsibility and ownership of that, of ensuring that we are filling our cups. Of course, with daily life and children and jobs and work, there is so much going on that that's not always possible, but it's something that we keep there in the background and ensure that if things are going too wobbly, are we are we filling our cups up? Are we taking care of ourselves? So that playfulness is playfulness in finding play in our daily lives as well as being playful with each other. If this is all sounding like, okay, this is great, Zahida, but I, I'm so stressed out. I have so much going on. I have so many challenges and stresses in my life. There is no time for play. There's no time for us to be playful with each other. The spark is gone. We've just become roommates, two ships passing in the night. It's all logistics. It's all admin. It's all taking care of the kids. It's all, what are we eating for dinner tonight? And there is no time for play. And the, there's a couple of things that you need to look, look at. The first is when your nervous system is dysregulated, you are then often in what we call survival or fight or flight mode. And when you are in that mode, it is very difficult, if not impossible, to even think about play, let alone engage in it. Everything becomes serious. Everything becomes hard. And the reason for that is when your nervous system is dysregulated, you find it very, very hard to actually even just be present. Everything feels like a panic. Everything feels difficult. A second thing might be, you might say, well, Zahida, you know, this all sounds well and good, but I have so many challenges and stresses in my life. How am I ever going to create time to connect with my partner? How am I ever going to create space for play? I just feel like I've lost touch with myself. I can't even do that. This might also be because you, when your nervous system is dysregulated, It creates a filter through which you see your situations. Look, my life is not perfect. I have challenges on the daily. I have issues and things that come up on the daily. All of us have issues. Every one of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that every single one of us will be tested in this life. 
It's, it's, it's just part of this dunya, right? All of us are tested, but when your nervous system is dysregulated, your tests seem harder. Your tests become harder. Everything becomes more difficult. Everything becomes like it's even more effort. So you and I might both, ha- both have the same challenge, but because your nervous system is dysregulated, your challenge just feels insurmountable. When you learn how to regulate your nervous system, then you will still have challenges in your life. That's not going to change, but you will feel less bogged down by it. They will feel more manageable for you. When your nervous system is dysregulated, you are in survival mode and you are actually accessing very limited parts of your brain. Your solution finding, your expansive thinking, your lateral thinking, all of that is actually shut down. And so it's like, you know, let's just say you're using, you're using your phone. And various components of your phone have shut down. Various apps don't work anymore and they have frozen. You're going to get very limited use out of your phone. You're going to get very little done with your phone, no matter how long you are on your phone. In fact, it will take you longer to do certain things. But when your phone is fully functioning, when the system is working seamlessly, you have access to everything, you get more done faster and it feels easier. It's a similar type of thing when your nervous system is dysregulated, everything is harder, takes longer, and you have access to less resources within yourself. When your nervous system is regulated, you can get more done in less time and it feels easier, which allows for expansion within you, which allows for you to actually have space and have the awareness to be playful that even in the middle of challenges, you can still access that playfulness, right? Now you might say, was either, okay, this sounds good and I want to try this out, but you know, there's so many issues that my partner and I have, and I don't even know how to connect with him or her anymore. So this might come down to certain triggers. It's very hard to be playful when you have a buildup of issues, when you have allowed things and triggers and things that you're not happy with to fester. So in my case, in our relationship, we've gotten to a point, alhamdulillah, where we don't allow things to fester. We don't like allow issues to build up. We work on those issues. We communicate about it, even when it's hard. And sometimes we have conflict about it, but then we'll come back to it and figure out a way to work on it. It is not always easy, but it is a practice that I am deeply committed to, right? And I now have the tools to be able to do that. So it's hard to be playful when there is a whole wall of issues between you and your partner that have been unresolved, when there's bitterness, when there is resentment. Learning how to handle your triggers as they come up and deal with this backlog of hurt and resentment goes a long way in helping you dissolve that wall that's between your partner and you so that you can feel more connected, that you can feel more safe with each other, safe to be vulnerable, safe to be seen. Because even when you're being playful, you're being vulnerable with your partner, right? You're opening yourself up. You're saying, hey, I feel safe to be seen with you. I've seen by you. I feel safe to show this part of myself to you. And that can feel very scary and hard to achieve when there is a big wall of unresolved emotions between the two of you. That wall can be worked on, but it is going to require commitment from you. And it is going to require you investing time and resources in developing the skills to be able to do that, inshallah. I find that so many couples go into couples counseling and don't get me wrong, I think couples counseling is amazing. 
but it does not exempt you from your own personal growth work. In fact, the more you engage in your own personal growth work, the more valuable something like couples counseling will be for you. You will actually find that as you engage in your own personal growth work, that sometimes certain things don't even need to be resolved between the two of you. It's kind of just shifts on its own and changes the way you respond to your partner, changes the way you perceive him or her, changes the way you react to him or her. When you take radical responsibility for handling your own emotions, for handling your own triggers, for knowing how to work through them, for regulating your own nervous system, you are bringing a very different version of yourself to your marriage, to your relationship. And therefore, you are allowing your partner to then respond to you differently. Now, I'm not saying that your partner is exempt from their personal growth work, and that's up to them to take responsibility for that. But I have seen over and over how even one partner taking responsibility for it can radically change the relationship. And sometimes it opens up the doorway to your partner then saying, okay, I'm going to engage in this. But you have to engage in it for you first and then see how that unfolds. If you want it simplified, if you want it all laid out for you, if you want to be facilitated by me through the process of learning how to handle your triggers, regulate your nervous system, process your emotions so you can be a more calm, grounded, present you that's open to play and open to receiving joy and open to creating the kind of intimacy and fulfillment that you want to short-term and long-term in your marriage and in your other relationships, inshallah, then join me for my program, Handle Your Emotions. It starts next week. It is going to be so activating. I was just reviewing over the content and modules today and subhanallah, I am overflowing with gratitude. I am so excited for those of you who have chosen to be in there already. Enrollments are still open. Check out the show notes, click the show notes below, or you can message me on liveinspiredza on Instagram, or you can email us on admin at liveinspired.co.za and we will send you the link to join. Till next time, stay inspired.